The second one I want to talk about is the issue of divorce. It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. My brother and my sister, I want to make this thing very clear. Please. There are people who are believing misconception because they have seen men of God do it. And they think because a man of God has divorced his or her wife and has married, I can also do the same. Jesus said that if you want to leave your wife because of sexual immorality, then leave her and you don't marry. You can do it, but on the basis that you are not going to get married again. Okay. Secondly, the fact that somebody has divorced his or her husband or wife doesn't give you the audacity to also do that. The implication and the reasons why the person did that, you don't know, but you are to obey the word of God. If the person has sinned against God, it is between him and God. You don't stand somewhere and say, oh, this bishop has divorced and has remarried, so I'm going to do the same. So if my wife is worrying me, I can leave her. They say, uh, some even say, oh, she has, I mean, as the Bible said, he said, but I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, so he's saying, oh, my wife has cheated on me, my husband has cheated on me, so let me leave her, let me leave him. Now, when you do, then you are ready to stay alone. Please, you are ready to stay alone. So, be ready to stay alone. But if you are not ready to stay alone, then reconcile and make things work. But God does not condone divorce and remarry. You see, God wants to work things out with the two of you. So God wants you to what? To what? To come together. This is a misconception that even, I mean, Christians believe, believers, pastors, I mean, church organization. I mean, denominations believe. And they say, oh, we believe. You can live. You can, you can remarry. But please, my brothers and my sisters, God is telling us something. And we need to believe it. We need to believe it because the truth is what will set us free. God is not saying that you can't divorce. He's saying that if you want to divorce, fine. But you are ready to live alone because you are saying that you can't live with that person. So you should be ready to stay alone. But if you are not ready, work things out. I want to rest my case on this issue because sometimes people make things out of uh, nothing. This is one of the ways. Look, I don't, I don't know what kind of marriage you are in. I don't know what kind of problem you are in. 
it might be hard, difficult, unbearing. But I'm telling you, obeying God is more important. Okay? The Bible says what? Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Obeying God is more important than satisfying yourself. Amen. The next thing I want to talk about is eye for eye. The Bible says that Matthew chapter 5, 38 to 42, you have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the cheek, right, on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Hallelujah. Okay, it has been said that an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But God is saying that if somebody does you something, please give him the extra mark. Now, in 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 in, uh, in summary, what this means is that when somebody does you something, please forgive. Forget about it. Somebody takes your shoe, just let it go. Somebody takes your phone, just let it go. Let it go, please. You see, God is teaching us there is there is a way that we think is the right way. Okay. I will sue this person. I will do this person this. I will do that. I will do that. It's a way that we think is right. It's mine. It's right. Yes, it's yours. But my brother, what benefit does it give you? You see, all these things are things that satisfy the flesh. An eye for an eye, you do me, I will do you. Okay, so please, God is telling us that let's try as much as possible and do what? And what? Be good to others. He said, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. Okay, so God is saying that, please, if somebody has done something to you, okay, or, I mean, you have done something to somebody and the person says that, oh, this thing, I will sue you. Don't be worried about it because you know that you've not done the wrong thing. Okay? And if somebody says that, oh, I want you to do this, do the extra mile. Because the point that we are saying is that people want to pay people back for what they have done to them. Maybe your stepmother mistreated you when you were a kid. And so when you grew up, you also want to what? To retaliate and say that oh now can you see me too i will do you me too i'll get i've get i've gotten you the motive why people even want to get money is because of these things you want to prove to people that me to god has blessed me to who me too i'll 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 get the money and do the same thing to you or i'll do it to somebody else 
my brother, my sister, it will not help you. These are the ways that we think are right, but in the eyes of God, they are not. So I don't know whatever thing that you are going through, but please, let's try as much as possible and go the right way that leads to like life. Hallelujah. The next thing I want to talk about is wrong motive in giving to the needy. Wrong motive in giving to the needy. As I said, there are so many things that the world has given us is a misconception which we, we need to learn and know. Okay, so one of the things is that Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 to 4, it says that be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the street to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. My brother, I'm asking you a, question, a simple question. When you give, do you tell everybody? When you help somebody, do you let everybody know? Please, it is not a good thing. When we do those things, it is not a good thing. When you help somebody, sometimes I see these things on television, social media. Somebody has done something, he wants everybody to know. Oh, I, I want to give to this orphanage. I want to give to this thing. I want to then for what? The Bible says that you have gained your, your reward. Because people are honoring you. Oh, hey, 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 this man has done this. This man has done this. My brother, it's a wrong motive. This is what our Savior Jesus Christ is saying. And he's the one who created the world. And so we think that that is the right way. But it's the wrong way. You are in church. You see, he said it that word. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpet. As the hypocrites do in the synagogue. In the synagogue, in the church. So people who are in church, when they give, they want everybody to know. I gave this TV. I gave this puppet. I gave this thing. I gave this that. I gave this that. So people even are bold to write their name on a building and say that, oh, this building is donated by this person. When I see those things, I say, what are we doing? Why do you want people to know? You have received your reward. You have. But those who give and give secretly, God rewards them openly. My brother and my sister, don't follow this misconception. We believers even do that. And as I'm saying, I'm not excluded. I am included. God is speaking to me and God is speaking to you. So I am not excluded. I am not a righteous, uh, self-righteous. I am not that. I am included in this discussion. We are all part of it. We do our good and we let people know. And God is saying that it is not the right way. There is a way that we think is right, but it is not. 
Because there's a misconception from the world. Hallelujah. So if, I mean, we the young ones, we want everybody to know when we are doing things. It's not good. God is saying that it is not good. Do it in secret. And your heavenly father will what? Will bless you, will reward you openly. Oh, I wish you could get this understanding. I pray that may the Holy Spirit gives you understanding. Give you understanding of his word. And I pray that anybody that has been blinded by the enemy, I remove the scales and I pray that may the Holy Spirit open your spiritual eyes, open your spiritual mind to understand the word of God. Hallelujah. So let your giving be secret. Don't let people know. When you help this person, don't let people know. Don't let people know. The next thing I want to talk about is the issue of wrong motive in prayer. This is a thorny issue and I want to be very simple as possible. Now, this is our Savior Jesus Christ. And please, my brother and my sister, if you want to read the Bible, read and understand it by the Holy Spirit, not your own wisdom your own understanding okay now this is jesus speaking he says and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues again and on the street corners to be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward in full but when you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret again will reward you and when you pray do not keep babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him our motive and our attitude towards prayer most christians is wrong we think long hours of prayer shows that you are a, a prayer warrior or you are a prayer something. Please, long hours in prayers doesn't show that you pray or you pray well. Most of us pray wrongly. Most of us. Because we have not understand the word of God. And as I said, I'm part of it. Now, he said what? When we pray, don't be like the hypocrite. So somebody who is a hypocrite is somebody who loves for people to see him that he's doing. He wants outside appeal, outside approval. He wants people to see that, hey, he's doing this. But God says that close your door, secretly go into your room and pray. Why do you want people to know that you are praying? Somebody, you are in a compound house. When you are praying, everybody can hear you. You are disturbing people in your area. And you are saying you are praying. Are you telling me that your, your loudness... Are you praying to God in heaven to hear? The descent on earth and heaven, can your shout read there? 
I mean, even if you are in, let's say you are in Ashama and you are praying and God is in Accra, how can your shout get there? I mean, God hears us. When we even speak, when even you don't speak, you pray in your mind, God hears it. My brother, my sister, don't think that loud prayers is what is needed. No. No, my brother. Go on your knees, pray quietly. There are some times that your groanings will want to do things, but you have to what? You have to control yourself and pray. And don't, sometimes your groanings, you don't even have what words to say. It's in prayer that you get all those things. It is not shouting. It is not repeating words. Sometimes you can just be there for minutes, hours, and there is no words that will come out of your mouth. You just what? Prayer is a communication between God and man. So you are in the presence of God and you are talking. And one of the things that we do sometimes is that we pray, we, we, because it's a communication, it has to be you and God. And sometimes we talk, uh, and don't even allow God to talk. You are praying for one hour. You talk for 50 minutes. And the rest, 10 minutes, you, you don't know even what to say. Because you have talked enough. I mean, if I am, we are in a relationship, even, I mean, a, a physical relationship with a, a man, a male and a female, and we are talking, and every day, every blessed day, we have one hour, and you talk 50 minutes, and I talk 10 minutes, how would this relationship be like? So it means that you want your will to be done more than God's will. And so you don't even hear what God is saying. Some of us, we don't even wait patiently and be still and know what God is saying. So it's a wrong motive. And sometimes we think, the Bible says that, and when, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. You use some words that you don't even understand. Plenty words. Plenty. The Olukusu God, the Bittikites. I mean, but we don't understand it. We just use it because people are using it. My brother, my sister, God wants us to pray right. And that's why he says that when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Because there is a, a style of people and the way they pray. And those ways are not good ways. Don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the streets. Their motive is what? On the street corners to be seen by others. So you're shouting, you want to, others to hear you. Standing in the corners, standing in, I mean, some places. My brother and my sister, wherever you are sleeping, you can pray there. May God help us. This message will continue next week. Thank you.